You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here for the final hour solo, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Wednesday afternoon as we get set for week eight. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis, on the gram at Aaron88. Find my work at fulltimefantasy.com. We have an article up on the fantasy impact of the Emmanuel Sanders, Mohamed Sadu trades, players that you can drop as well. Fantasy Football Weekly snap counts and analysis. Our week eight projections are up. You can also find my Stockwatch article at si.com slash fantasy. If you have any questions, you could ask them on the message boards and the forums right now. Uh, the NFL Week 8 DFS report for quarterbacks is also up. We've got NBA DFS coverage as well. Kicked off last night. Got the optimizer. NFL DFS, so tons of way to make some money. So come on over and check it out. Uh, let's go to uh, Phil in Kentucky. He's on the line right now. Phil, what's going on? Phil. Phil, are you there? All right, looks like we don't. All right, we do not have Phil, so uh, tried and uh, don't hear him. Uh, so we'll, let's uh, take a look at some of the top news in the NFL right now. Adam Thielen has been ruled out. Uh, he will not play tomorrow night against the Redskins. Don't think this is a surprise. We heard there was some optimism over the last few days, but it didn't make any sense for the Vikings to push him out there. I know Thielen had a consecutive game streak that he was probably hoping to keep alive, but what a hamstring injury. You just don't mess around. And he, fortunately, if you did use him last week, he did score that touchdown from 25 yards out. Unfortunately, the only reception of the game, and he left. He was limping off. So we kind of knew on a short week that he wasn't going to play. And, you know, the Vikings can get by without him in this game. They don't need him. They're playing a Redskins team that's an utter disaster right now. They did give the Niners a game last week, only losing 9-0. But I think a lot of that was a result of kind of monsoon conditions and terrible weather. A lot of players slipping. So I think that was part of it. Vikings are home. They're favored by 16 in this game. So... Really, what you're trying to do here is kind of figure out what's going to happen in this game because Kirk Cousins is uh, on a roll right now. And let's not forget, too, this is his former team, you know, a team that just didn't want to sign him to the long-term contract extension. So, you know, it's th this is why fantasy, it's a long season. And there were people who were bailing on Cousins. And you could understand why. I mean, he had 10 pass attempts in week one. But anyone who knows football, you knew that was not going to continue. There were going to be games where he has to throw. Now, it's not like he has a ton of volume either at this point. Uh, it's not like he's throwing 40 times a game, and there's no need to do it. But it's not a coincidence that ever since Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen came out complaining that they've kind of opened it up a little bit uh, and at least thrown the ball more than what we were seeing early in the year. I mean, let's look at the pass attempts for Kirk Cousins. 10, 32, 21. So I think we saw those two games and we're like, uh-oh. But you got to look at the context of the games. Week one against Atlanta, they were up 28-0. So all they did was run the ball. No need to force it. 32 attempts in week two, they, were, they lost at Green Bay. Week three against the Raiders, they just pummeled them. It was 34-14. Again, they didn't need to throw. Then that ugly game in Chicago, which was close, he 36 pass attempts. Against the Giants, where they pretty much controlled play, 27 pass attempts. 
29 against the Eagles, but that's all you need against the Eagles. They're so bad in the secondary that you can exploit them, and 34 last week. So, yeah, this is not a guy that's going to put the ball in the air 40 times unless they're playing from behind, but at least you've seen them take shots down the field. That's what I'm looking at, too. You look at the yards per pass attempt, 9.8728365. The last three weeks, 11.3, 11.5, 9.4. That's the biggest difference. They're taking more shots downfield, and they've had the proper matchups to do it. And they have another good one this week. Well, Cousins has thrown for at least 300 yards in three straight games. He's got 10 touchdowns and one interception over the last three. So it's a great matchup on paper. The, the key is going to be how much does he throw? Does he get these touchdowns early? Because we know this is going to be a heavy, heavy dosage of Dalvin Cook. And I could actually see Alexander Madison getting double-digit touches this week. If you think the Vikings are going to control this game, and Vegas thinks so as a 16-point favorite, you know this could be a week where you sneak Madison in. With two teams on bye, probably don't need to force it, especially with you know some of the injuries occurring and you know Ty Johnson coming into play now. But you know it, it's it could be a situation if you kind of are desperate that this could be a week. But uh, they don't really need Adam Thielen, uh, only BC Johnson. Obviously, I, I don't. I'm not really looking to start him. I mean, to me, he's more desperation play, more for 14, 16 team leagues. I actually think it could be the tight ends that benefit here. I think, you know, Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith, you know, they run a lot of two tight end sets. So, you know, those could be guys. Rudolph is probably not owned in a lot of leagues, and I don't blame anyone. I actually drafted him in Vegas reluctantly as my tight end, too, because there was really nothing left. I had taken Darren Waller as my one and was looking for a backup tight end, and we were into the bottom, and I took Rudolph, and I said, why am I doing this? And I didn't wait long. I dropped him like after week one or week two because you could just tell this is going to be a team that didn't use him that much. I mean, it's hard enough to get consistent value from Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen every week. You knew it wasn't going to come from uh, Rudolph on a consistent basis. So definitely didn't want to invest heavily in that there. Uh, Saquon Barkley was limited in practice today, but really nothing to worry about here. Just general soreness after not playing from a few weeks. Barkley did limp off the field in that game briefly, but he did return. So really nothing to worry about here. Sterling Shepard was limited in practice. Remember, he's had his second concussion this year. He was limited at practice last week and did not play. So they basically have said that he's been full at practice but he hasn't gotten clearance from concussion protocol. So they have to be very careful about this. You know, he will return. I just don't know if it'll be this week. And Shepard obviously can be a valuable fantasy asset, although we need to see if he can be with playing on the outside. We're seeing Golden Tate in the slot a lot. There's Evan Ingram. And Daniel Jones has not played well. You know, it's so funny. People got really excited about Daniel Jones after that big game against Tampa Bay with the two passing touchdowns the two rushing touchdowns. But the schedule has gotten tougher, and Jones has not performed. Even last week was a pretty good matchup. Got sacked a ton. Uh, has been fumbling the ball, throwing interceptions. So people got really excited. And I think it was the right move to play him. You need to let him play and develop. But, man, people spent a ton of money on him in FAB in the high-stakes leagues. And it's really never a good idea to spend that much on a quarterback, especially a rookie quarterback. And, you know, it could have worked out, but it has not worked out so far. Lots more ahead, including some key news here. Dealing with the Arizona running backs. Is David Johnson going to play? We'll let you know next. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you? 
the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Wednesday afternoon. Bill Enright from FFChamps.com and Bull Market Fantasy will join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern. And you can check out my work, FullTimeFantasy.com. If you have any questions, trades, lineup setting, waiver wire pickups. And today's more of the day for trades and waiver wire pickups. You know, everyone wants to set their lineup early, but... Lots of lots of injury news more to come. And I'm sure we'll probably find out today about other guys that we didn't think were hurt that now all of a sudden show up to the facility and are banged up from Sunday. So keep that in mind. And we have 
One game tomorrow to set your lineup. Uh, pretty much you're not using any Redskins. Uh, Terry McLaurin, love the guy, but you saw last week what happened, right? The downside uh, going up against a really good team. Uh, yeah, he could produce against the Vikings, but you don't feel good about him. So uh, there's really not much there. And Minnesota, down with Cook, Stephon Diggs, Cousins, maybe Rudolph and Irv Smith possibly if you're really hurting at the position and a lot of people are a tight end but there's actually a couple decent options I think this week uh, if you need to go to the waiver wire again not great they're not the top but a uh, couple guys that could see an increased role this week that might be out there on the waiver wire we're watching the Cardinals running back situation this week and David Johnson is not practicing today they're obviously listing him on the injury report with the ankle and a back we're not even sure what the bigger one is. It might be the ankle. Who knows at this point? The Cardinals are not ruling Johnson out yet, but all the signs are pointing to him not playing. I've always said you kind of have to read what the team is telling you, and a lot of times it's going to steer you in the right direction, and other times it might not. Now, last week with David Johnson, it went in the wrong direction because the way I looked at it is, okay, David Johnson is active. They didn't add a running back from the practice squad. There are two active running backs on the roster. That means to me, all right, David Johnson's going to play. Now, maybe he doesn't get the bulk of the touches, but if you only have two active running backs, that gives the indication you think Johnson is fine. Because what happens if you say, all right, we're going to roll with Chase Edmonds, and he got hurt? What would they have done? Would David Johnson have been out there? I mean, I don't know, because they kind of lied to us. On one hand, they said he was going to be used on a need-be basis, yet he was out there for the first play of the game starting. So how does that make sense? And then they said after, well, his ankle didn't feel right. Whatever it is, uh, David Johnson is probably not going to play this week. And they signed Alfred Morris and Zach Zetter. So that kind of tells you they're worried. Now, I thought maybe it could be DJ Foster because he was out last week. But when they bring in two, that pretty much tells you, okay, they are worried about him this week. So... Chase Edmonds should be the starter, and it's not the ideal spot this week. You know, I think you're still going to use him as an RB2, but this schedule for the Cardinals ahead is really difficult. You know, everyone's going to get excited for Chase Edmonds, and I understand because you saw what he did last week. And we all knew if David Johnson went down, Chase Edmonds would be a valuable running back. You know, I drafted him in a couple leagues, uh, fortunately held on, I actually did pick him up in a league, I think, two weeks ago or a week ago for like 12 bucks, and used him in a 14-team last week. So, and, and I picked him up in another 12-teamer for 12. I uh, did not start him in that league last week. But, you know, he obviously is going to do well in this offense. The problem is, look at the schedule the next few weeks. This week, they're at the Saints, who have been very good defensively, home to San Francisco. And we know that how they've been against the run this year. At Tampa Bay. And people think, Tampa Bay, oh, that's a team you want to pick on. Go look at their numbers against the run. Remember, they have gone against Christian McCaffrey twice, and they have absolutely smothered him, especially on the ground. So you can say, well, all right, fine. They'll get the ball in the passing game to Chase Edmonds. And that's what they're going to have to do. You know, you're, you're going to want to see that because I don't think there's going to be a lot between the tackles. Then they're at San Fran again. So they get San Francisco two times in a three-week span, and then they're home against the Rams. And who knows where... David Johnson will be at that time. So I'm saying is I would see what I could get for Chase Edmonds in a trade. And again, I'm not saying you have to trade him away. But remember, people remember the last thing they saw. 
and people are going to recall the Giants game last week and how he just absolutely looked great because he was untouched. He was running through massive holes. Those holes are not going to be there over the next few weeks. So what I would do is, assuming you have Chase Edmonds and you don't have David Johnson, I would go look at the roster grid and see who owns David Johnson. And I would go, okay, is there anything on this team that I like? Because that David Johnson owner obviously is a little worried right now. And they're going to want Chase Edmonds. And some people don't look ahead to the schedule. They just think, oh, Chase Edmonds, 15, 20 touches. Look how good he looked last week. It's Arizona. They run a lot of high plays. And I'm not saying he's going to be terrible. I'm just saying that this is a tough stretch. And the expectations that people have for Edmonds right now might be a little unrealistic. And when I say look to trade him, it doesn't mean you have to. You know, he can be productive. I'm just saying this is like stocks, man. That's, that's why we have the stock report, stock watch, because people react to the latest thing. And Chase Edmonds' value is very high right now, especially with the news of David Johnson looking iffy for this week and probably beyond. Let's not forget, he's 27 years old. He's had, a, he's had several injuries, and it's now a back and an ankle. There definitely has to be some concern. And this could be more than a week. So the stock for Evans is high right now. And I doubt that it's going to be higher next week. Because there's no way he's going to, I mean, it's easy to say he's not going to score three touchdowns again. I hope he plays well. I'm starting him in a couple weeks. So I want him to do well. But realistically, this is a tough schedule here. So I'm just saying, if you do have Chase Edmonds, it's not the worst thing in the world to shop him and see what you can get. And you might not get anything that you like. You hold on to him then, and you hope that he gets the job done. Because, again, any running back that is going to get 15 to 20 touches that has the ability to catch the football like David Johnson will have value. I mean, like uh, Chase Evans will have value. But you just have to understand that this is a real tough stretch here. This is not the Giants that he's going against. So just make sure you keep that in mind. Good news here on Tyrell Williams. He was back at practice today. He has not practiced since week five when he was diagnosed with plantar fasciitis. So obviously he was performing very well before he went down. And it doesn't mean he was going to play. You know, he could practice out there and come after practice be like, oh, man, this thing still hurts. I, I don't feel right. So we still need to see him get through the week. To, obviously, he was one of the uh, better values in uh, fantasy drafts. Uh, and, and people caught a break here. You know, if you, if you were high on Tyrell Williams and you said this is a guy I want in the ninth, 10th round because you felt like uh, in Oakland he was going to get an opportunity, okay, you can get credit for that. But once Antonio Brown was gone, that really opened it up for Tyrell Williams to, to see a bigger role. And he obviously got off to a good start. You know, he has four touchdowns on the season on 17 receptions. So that's obviously a pace that you can't sustain. But with the way this Raiders team is, Although they're, imp they're unpredictable from week to week, man. They're, they're, they're a really hard team to figure out, man. <laughs> the Raiders right now, I mean, they, they've beaten Indianapolis, who I think is one of the better teams in the AFC. And they've beaten Chicago, although that win doesn't look as good right now with the way the Bears are playing. But then they've gotten smoked by some teams. I mean, Green Bay absolutely lit them up. Minnesota lit them up. And, again, those are pretty solid teams. But they're a very difficult team to predict. But we do know they're not good defensively. And they are going to be playing from behind quite a bit. So that bodes well for a guy like Tyrell Williams, who could see uh, quite a bit of targets going forward and certainly helps uh, Darren Waller a little bit uh, so someone else can, can draw some attention. 
Adrian Peterson is questionable for tomorrow night's game. Now, they're saying he has like a high ankle sprain and most guys would not play. But Adrian Peterson's a different beast, man. This guy came back from that ACL quick. And you know he wants to be out there against his former team, against the Vikings. Uh, Peterson, I just don't see him obviously doing very well. Uh, Minnesota's been a pretty good run defense this year. And we know that they want to give him heavy volume. But it doesn't matter at this point. I mean, he's very reliant on scoring touchdowns. And just don't see many opportunities here. I expect Minnesota to handle this game pretty easily. And, you know, even last week, uh, it didn't look to be a good spot for Peterson. And he had 20 carries, but only 81 yards. He's not involved in the passing game. He's got five receptions on the season. And uh, we knew he would smash against Miami when he had the 118 yards. But he's got back-to-back -back weeks of 43 carries. On a short week, a good team, and an injury, no way can you play Adrian Peterson this week. Chris Thompson is going to be out as well. So you might see some Wendell Smallwood, but you got to really be desperate to start him. Lots more injury news across the NFL when we continue. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Eastern on a Wednesday afternoon as we get you set for week eight. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Uh, Looks like Drew Brees is going to be a game-time decision for Week 8 against the Cardinals, according to Sean Payton. And this is a really tough spot for fantasy owners because I've already gotten some questions on what to do with uh, Bridgewater this week. Because I think a lot of people have Bridgewater or want to stream him. Because it's a good spot here against the Cardinals. Which, you know, maybe they they do play a little more, bit more up-tempo this week. We'll see if the Cardinals offense is able to move the football on the road against the Saints. That's the one thing. Uh, The Saints defense has played very well. It's misleading what they did last week. Bears got most of those points late in the game. So, you kind of can't look at it. But, you know, Bridgewater could be interesting this week. And... I can't really give a good answer. You know, someone asked me this week, well, you know, Bridgewater or Cousins. I think you got to go Cousins because you don't know if Bridgewater is going to play. Kirk Cousins, that game is tomorrow night. So you can't afford to wait because what if you say, all right, I'm going to bypass Cousins. I'm worried that they're going to run a lot and he's not going to pass a lot. So I'll wait for Bridgewater. And what if you do that and then come Sunday, Breeze is starting. Now, is there going to be another alternative on the waiver wire? So that's the problem. Uh, And this is where the – the Thursday games can wreak a little havoc sometimes when you do have to make this decision. And sometimes it comes back to burn you. You know, you have to decide, all right, well, I don't know if this guy's going to play on Sunday. I got to play this guy on Thursday. And maybe the guy on Sunday winds up playing. But if the decision is between those two, I think you just roll with Cousins because you just don't know about Breeze. Now, from when we look at things from the outside, teams don't think the same way. Because I know what everyone is thinking right now. Well, why would the Saints push breeze this week they're five and one no six and one uh they have a bye in week nine why don't you give breeze the extra week to rest it's not how it works teams don't think like that players don't think like that and this is drew breeze a veteran who came back in his career from a bad shoulder injury if breeze says i can play and he goes through practice this week and shows that he can handle the snaps he can uh work you know hold on to the football I think they play him. So when they say it's a game-time decision, I think there's some truth to it. I think that they want to see him get through the week of practice. So I would think we'd have a good idea by Friday, whether he plays or not. I think, you know, the reports will be out. Uh, They'll comment on his practice. 
And, you know, they could be doing this, obviously, for gamesmanship as well. But I think we'll, we'll probably know later in the week. So it's tough because I actually have Bridgewater in the Scott Fishbowl, which is a super flex league, and I have Lamar Jackson on bye. So I plan to start Bridgewater along with Winston, and I'm kind of holding on uh, to see what happens. If not, obviously, I'll have to go with a skill position player because I don't have a fourth quarterback, and Matt Moore was picked up. Um, so, you know, it is one of those things where we're just not going to know till later in the week. So you do have to take that into account. And if it is between Cousins, Bridgewater, just start Cousins. Uh, or wait till tomorrow night. Maybe we get more news, but I doubt it. Uh, but I think if Breeze can get through practice and it's fine, I think they play him. Uh, and that's the, I haven't seen anything on Alvin Kamara either. I know people are kind of waiting on that, deciding what to do with Latavius Murray. Uh, it does make sense for Kamara, who's been dealing with a high ankle, to sit him through the bye uh, for sure. That would be wise. But again, if Kamara is out there and he feels fine, he's healthy, you know, they might say, all right, we'll play him. You know, getting the one seed is big. I mean, they should be able to win against Arizona without those guys. But again, teams don't think like that. We can sit here and say that, but teams don't. If a guy feels like he's good to go, especially a veteran like Breeze, and they feel that he's passed the medical testing and he's fine on the football field, he'll play. Delaney Walker's not practicing today. He's dealing with an ankle issue. He only played five snaps last week and uh, could not continue. So uh, it's a great matchup against the Bucs. As I've said, you've got to pass the ball on them. They've been stout against the run. So John Smith would become a good play this week. You know, streaming. If you're hurting a tight end, maybe you got Mark Andrews on by or you've just been streaming that position looking for matchups every week. John Smith definitely in play this week uh, if – Delaney Walker is out. Even if Walker plays, his snaps have been down as well. So certainly a possibility that you can roll with him there. Matt Ryan didn't practice today, but Dan Quinn said he expects Ryan to play this week against the Seahawks. So getting a little bit of a risk. Uh, uh, one of those situations where does it make sense for Ryan to play? No. He, limp he was limping pretty badly last week against the Rams. And Atlanta has a bye in week nine. But Ryan does have this uh, consecutive game streak on the line. And he probably wants to continue that. So you'd rather see Ryan out there if you have Julio Jones, Austin Hooper. Uh, obviously, Matt Schaub would be a downgrade for sure. Patrick Mahomes was limited in practice today. Now, I doubt he plays. But the fact that he's actually doing anything is definitely a surprise. Matt Moore is taking the majority of the first team reps. And Kyle Shermer has been promoted from the practice squad. So, you know, the, the timetable on Mahomes is like three to five weeks. But this is definitely not what we expected to see. When they asked Matt Moore about him starting this week, he said he has not been told yet. So they haven't officially removed Holmes out. I'd be stunned if he played. But, hey, we'd rather see him out there as football fans. Even if you don't have Mahomes in fantasy or if you're playing against him this week, you probably don't want to see it. But football is better when Mahomes is out there. He's one of the most exciting players to watch, and he just makes that Chiefs defense, uh, that Chiefs offense fun to watch. It's not going to be the same with Matt Moore. So, I think we would all like to see him back, but still, I'd be stunned if he returns this week. You know, I didn't see anything on this, and I talked about it last week and wrote about it in the waiver wire, but James Conner got hurt two weeks ago before the bye. There was really no word on it. Uh, it did come out today that he was dealing with a quad injury. They do expect him to play, though, on Monday night against the Dolphins. Uh, that's the only thing is there's no practice report for the Steelers today because it's a Monday night game. That practice report will come out tomorrow. Uh, but Connor said he's fine. Obviously, it's a great matchup this week against the Dolphins. But it also kind of sends you 
uh, an alert in case you haven't already, and I did pick him up in several leagues, uh, Benny Snell. You know, I think he's someone that could be owned. Jalen Samuels is still probably a couple weeks away coming off the surgery. Uh, and Benny Snell could be a guy that, if you're desperate, that you play this week against Miami. You know, we saw Snell get, I think it was 17 carries two weeks ago. And if you expect the Steelers to control this game and uh, dominate or be in control, then you could see a lot of Benny Snell. And uh, especially if they're up big late, you know, they could take it easy on Connor, who has dealt with a couple of injuries already, had some issues last year. Uh, Steelers are favored by 14 and a half in this game, and they are at home. So I uh, do think there's some potential uh, sneakiness there. And, you know, in a 14-team league, maybe you have Zeke and Ingram on a bye, and you're really digging deep. Yeah, I think uh, Snell, deep, sneaky sleeper. Chris Herndon, limited in practice today. It's the first time he's practiced this season. So certainly uh, good to see him out there. It was a limited practice for him, uh, but I certainly could use Herndon uh Probably won't know until Friday, but uh, would like to get him out there. A.J. Green is unlikely to play this week, according to one of the ESPN Bengals uh, reporters. So uh, it seems like they kind of want to wait past the tread deadline. Someone should trade for this guy at this point, man. We'd like to see him on the football field this year. Uh, people have been hanging on to him, man. It's rough. I mean, basically, you're going to get more than halfway through the year without A.J. Green burning up a roster spot if you don't have an IR spot. Uh, and... Hopefully your team has been able to overcome it. But again, a repeat, I was stunned at how many people were taking him in the fourth, fifth rounds of high stakes draft. I thought I was way too optimistic uh, for a guy that potentially, you know, could miss an extended period of time. And as you're seeing, everyone expected him to be back by now and he's not. And of course the Bengals situation does play a part. You know, they're winless. Why would you want to come back to that risk injury when you don't have a contract? So uh, that does uh, play a, a factor. Uh, did, See some uh, bids last night. You know, a lot of my waiver wires run tonight as they do in the uh, high stakes uh, FFWC. But we did see a couple leagues run waivers uh, last night and this morning. So just kind of go over some of those bids. Uh, this is on the Scott Fishbowl. So Deshaun Hamilton go for 11. Again, we're to the point now of the season where a lot of people might be running out of fat. But Deshaun Hamilton certainly going to be one of the pickups this week. And since I did that waiver wire article early in the week, Deshaun Hamilton wasn't in there. But Deshaun Hamilton could be someone that is picked up. He's going to see more of an increased role with Emmanuel Sanders being traded to San Francisco. So uh, that's certainly someone you could pick up. Matt Moore was added for $7. Uh, this is a super flex league. So, look, it's not going to be the same without Mahomes. But there are a lot of weapons there. It's an Andy Reid run offense. He's got Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Do think they run the football a little bit more, but certainly worth picking up. Ty Johnson, who's going to be the big waiver wire spend this week, and he's available in a lot of the high stakes leagues. I think I checked. I'm in four. He's there in three of them. Uh, he was available in my home league. My home league, he went for 578. I did put in a pretty big bid because I had a lot of money left and uh, did not get him. Came up a little bit short. Uh, I think in any league, everyone could use running back because you never have enough running back depth, but. Uh, he went for 578 in some of the Scott Fishbowls. He went for $40 in one of them, which I was stunned. Uh, but in the others, I saw him go for $91 in one of them and $69 in the other. So basically what it's telling you is you're going to have to spend a lot of money this week. And this is the time of the year when you need to do, you got to go through all the fab budget and uh, on the Fantasy Football World Championship page, there's a you can scroll at the top. It's easy to find. Some sites, it's really difficult to find. That's 
That's one thing that the software providers have to do. You need to make it easy for people to go one spot and see how much fab everyone has left. Because that, at this point of the year, is going to help dictate. You know, you might be the one with the most money left, and then the next team has 473. So if you really want Ty Johnson, and you got the 900 bucks, 474, he's yours. So that's why it's very important to look at that fab. When we return, I'll be joined by Bill Enright from Bull Market Fantasy and FFJams.com here on Full Time Fantasy. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rhoda here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Wednesday afternoon. Joining me now, it is Bill Enright. You can find him at bullmarketfantasyffchamps.com. Bill, what's going on? Hey, Adam. Another exciting week for fantasy football. I'm very, very pumped to get it started with a Thursday night game that, uh, you know, is kind of lame with the Redskins. Uh, I like a little more excited for the Thursday night game, but once again, we're let down. Redskins and Vikings, kind of uh, not, not, not the best matchup. No, certainly not. People are not going to be scheduling their night around this game and really no. only, only watching for fantasy purposes and sports betting. That is for sure, as uh, I think we all do expect this game to be a blowout. But, hey, it is the NFL. You never know. But it doesn't look good on paper. Uh, what's the latest at Bull Market Fantasy? What do you got going on? Tomorrow we're going to have uh, former NFL quarterback Mark Malone on as a guest with, with of course, uh, Jim Craver, who, who's on his co-host. I can't say he's my co-host. I'm Jim's co-host. Uh, he runs the show. Uh, former quarterback Mark Malone is going to be on. And then I think Evan Silva is going to be on. Evan started his own website. Um, everyone knows him from Mortal World. He now runs his own site. So I think we're going to have two really special guests. We start streaming live at, at thir- 10.45 Eastern. So another exciting show for, uh, for week eight. Definitely, so people should check that out. Uh, speaking of tomorrow night's game, Adam Thielen officially ruled out. I don't think this is a surprise. I know he wanted to play, but it makes no sense with a hamstring issue in a short week. So with Thielen out, is there anyone that you upgrade here on the Vikings offense? Obviously, Stephon Diggs is in a better spot when we've been worried about him week to week because we have not really seen him and Thielen on a consistent basis put up big numbers. But is there anyone outside of that that you would look to potentially – maybe get in your lineup this week with the Vikings in such a good spot at home against the Redskins. A lot of people are talking about BC Johnson, the number, uh, the number three wide receiver who should be starting alongside Stephon Diggs there, but I'm not going too crazy. I don't think he's startable this week. I think I'd rather see people use a wide receiver they already have on their bench, but maybe we, we see a little bit more Irv Smith Jr., the, the rookie tight end. Uh, I think he is a little bit more athletic and and, and more explosive than, than Kyle Rudolph at, at this stage in Rudolph's career. So I, I'd like to see Irv Smith Jr., especially for some of my dynasty shares. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, you know, they really just run the football more. Maybe instead of uh, a wide receiver or um, Irv Smith stepping up, maybe it's just a lot of Dalvin Cook and maybe just a, a lot of Alexander Madison, which I, I'm sure a lot of people would be happy with that as well. Yeah, I did say the same thing about Irv Smith. They did run a lot of two tight end sets last week. So there are some teams that are kind of desperate at tight end and maybe are streaming week to week. More so for deep leagues. I don't think you feel great about it, but it's certainly a possibility that we do see him maybe potentially find the end zone this week. Uh, Ty Johnson, obviously, is going to be a huge waiver wire ad. He was already picked up in leagues that ran last night. He's available in most of the high stakes leagues. But people are going to spend a ton of money on him. And you could understand, uh, since people think he could be the start of the rest of the year, the Lions haven't done anything. They did call up Paul Perkins, but it's Ty Johnson, J.D. McKissick. If you need a running back, are you willing to spend the bulk of your budget on Ty Johnson? Or do you think this could be a scenario where people look back and go, you know what, I shouldn't have spent that much? You know, I'm, I'm a risk taker. I like to gamble. So when you have one of these guys that have that opportunity, and, and that's really what it's about, it's about the opportunity. Ty Johnson has that right now with Carrion Johnson landing on injured reserve. 
carry on was a, a running back too, and he was a solid running back too. You know, he he was getting 12 to 18 points a week in a PPR league, and I think when you have that kind of player go down, and now we are in week eight, kind of the midway point of the of the NFL season, the fantasy football season, and there's someone that pops up on the waiver wire that that has that potential. I I do think it's it's in a spot where you have to spend it on, on with your fab or or you have to use that top waiver claim to go get a guy like Ty Johnson. And if it doesn't work out, you take the risk or you take the gamble. And sometimes, unfortunately, it does not work out. But, you know, you have to take those moves. You have to make those kind of moves in fantasy to be successful. There, there's a lot of unknowns. He's, he's a six-round pick. Um, who knows if, if, if the Lions go out and add a – uh, a veteran running back uh, other than, you know, bringing up Paul Perkins or who knows if J.D. McKissick ends up being more of a um, an every down back instead of just a pass catching back like he has did throughout his career or, or maybe the Lions trade for a running back. Who knows what happens, but I do think fantasy managers, at least the aggressive ones, will be spending a lot and I, I think it's the right move because it's a move that, that, that I too would make if I, if I was looking for a running back in, uh, in any of my leagues. Joined by Bill Enright from Bull Market Fantasy, FFChamps.com. Emmanuel Sanders traded to San Francisco yesterday. What does this do for his fantasy value going forward? He immediately goes from, I think, a wide receiver three to more of a wide receiver two because the Niners, they were desperate for a wide receiver, right? Yes, I, I know they have George Kittle, but outside of him, who was really doing any damage in that wide receiver core? I mean, Dante Pettis, had zero catches last week. Debo Samuel, the rookie, is out with a groin injury. The 49ers are, are one of two undefeated teams in the NFL right now. They're number two in rushing. So Kevin Coleman and Matt Brady are doing an excellent job with that rushing attack. But they needed a wide receiver if this team wants to be a legit contender. And, and I think they can be for a long Super Bowl or you know a long playoff from a deep run in the NFL playoffs. I think they need a wide receiver, someone that they can get um, – they can get uh, Jimmy G to target. And some, I, I saw something on Twitter, and, and I wish who I, I remember who I saw it from, but Wes Welker is actually – they played together at some point, and now Welker is, is his position coach. Where, where, where could they have played together? For Welker. Where, along, where did Welker and Sanders play together? De- Denver, right? Wasn't Welker was in Denver. Was, San, was Sanders there? Uh, At that I, point, I think so. Sanders has been around for a while. I know he was on Pittsburgh before, but I, that, that would be my guess. See, I'm th- I'm thinking Welker was there, and then the next year they brought in Sanders. So maybe there was maybe there was a year of overlap. But anyway, someone pointed that out, and I thought that was interesting. Uh, former teammates now kind of uh, pairing up as a, a head coach or a position coach and uh, a wide receiver. That's, so that's pretty cool. And. I think Sanders is a perfect spot to really escalate his production. Uh, 49ers is clearly better than the Broncos, and um, I'm excited for him. If you had shares of Sanders, and now all of a sudden, you know, he goes from playing from the Broncos to to a really good team on the Niners, I, I think that's something you really get excited about. Yeah, and Welker was in Denver 2013 and 2014, so okay. I, I think that they're probably was some some oh, there might have been one year of overlap i'm trying to look and see where the year that sanders came there because obviously remember he came up in pittsburgh so i think they're they might have been there together uh for at least maybe one year 
Uh, okay. So All right. That's probably where it came from. Uh, speaking of undefeated teams, the other one, the Patriots, also made a trade. They acquired Mohamed Sanu from Atlanta. Obviously, it's a crowded receiving core, and for a team that has been undefeated, there's really not a lot of consistency from a fantasy perspective there that you feel like, oh, yeah, I got to play this guy every week. What does Sanu, what does this do for his value in New England? Do you think there's anything there or no? I mean, another guy that goes from the, the – <laughs> The Falcons are terrible, one one and six or whatever their record is, and now the Patriots seven zero. He he falls into a dream spot with the Patriots, I think, because outside of Julian Edelman, who really has a defined role in that wide receiver room, Josh Gordon, I, I don't know what's going on if his knee injury is significant. We all know about his mental stability. Who knows if he can finish a full season? So I think Sanu is in a perfect spot. He's one of those players that can do it all. He can catch, he can go deep, and he can he can run short routes too. He he can run the football. He can even throw the football. So I think Josh McDaniels will have a lot of plays designed just to maximize Muhammad Sanu's versatility, and, and that's something that fantasy managers should get excited about as well, because they were really using like Jacoby Myers and and Brandon Bolden was lining up at wide receiver a lot, and, and we know what James White can do, but now with Sanu on the squad, I mean, you, you put him in with a healthy Josh Gordon and, and, and Julian Edelman, and I think the Patriots could really do even more damage than, than they were already doing, which is insane because they were averaging 31 points per game, and that's leading the NFL. So I think it's an upgrade from, for Sanu. He goes from maybe a, a guy that you're worried about playing on a start or sit him, you know, you're on the fence about every week, to now he's really going to be in your starting lineup a lot. And, I like what it does for Tom Brady's value as well. Talking to Bill Enright, you can find a bull market fantasy, ffchamps.com. Deshaun Hamilton, obviously we'll see more snaps. Is he appealing for you to add off the waiver wire if he's available? You know, Cortland Sutton is having one of those seasons where no one's talking about. He's one of the most productive receivers, most consistent receivers every week in the NFL. Maybe he doesn't have those big 150-yard games with two touchdowns, but Week in and week out, this guy's getting you 70 to 90, and he's catching seven passes, and he occasionally gets in the end zone. Now, Emmanuel Sanders, when he was with the Broncos, he was starting in a lot of fantasy leagues, and he was a little bit more inconsistent, but people were still starting him. He was still on roster. So, Sutton is clearly that number one wide receiver, and I do think Deshaun should not only be picked up, but he should be considered as a startable commodity depending on the Broncos' matchups because – Joe Flacco is going to throw to someone else other than Cortland Sutton. It's not like Sutton's production is now going to double just because Sanders is not on the field. So I, I'm a Deshaun Hamilton truther. I, I liked when they drafted him because I knew Demarius Thomas was getting up there in age, and I knew Emmanuel Sanders was coming towards the end of his contract. So when they drafted Sutton and Hamilton last year, I took a lot of Hamilton in, in dynasty leagues because I knew the opportunity would come uh, sooner rather than later. So I'm excited to watch the second-year playmaker out of, I think, Penn State, uh, really makes some noise in that Denver passing attack. Now, unfortunately, I, I do think they're going to remain a, a rushing football team or, or use um, Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay for the most part and then go to Cortland Sutton. But Hamilton will at least have a little bit more opportunity now that he's going to be in the starting lineup instead of kind of that third man on the wide receiver totem pole. The Jets just had a pathetic, embarrassing performance on Monday where pretty much everyone watches the national game. 
and there was some optimism with this team going forward because of their schedule. After seeing that, do you still feel this offense could turn it around and this was just a case of the Patriots completely being superior? Is this a good opportunity to still buy on the Jets, or are, do you have concerns after that Sam Darnold game? You know, it's, <laughs> and not, no one's going to know what I'm saying here, but it's a shame that the, that the Jets already had a buy, but they need to, you know, they need to go on another break. They need, they need to go take a break at him. Uh, <laughs> because what we saw with Sam Darnold this past weekend was just terrible. And the fact that he was mic'd up just adds salt to the wound. And it's never going to be as bad as that again. Uh, that's the good news. The, you know, you, you have to look at what it was. And, and the Patriots have one of those defenses this year. They were like the Chicago Bears last year, the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, two years ago. They're just one of those defenses that you just are fearing that when you're playing against them, they cause a lot of tur- they cause a lot of turnovers, they wreak a lot of havoc, they get after the quarterback, they do a lot of you know really really creative blitz packages and, and cover schemes. And this weekend they're playing the Browns and Baker Mayfield has 12 touchdowns compared to five inter- uh, excuse me. 12 interceptions compared to five touchdowns or, or 11 picks for the year. And he's going to have a rough game too. So I, I, you can't panic on the Jets. It was just one of those games where they ran up against a Patriots defense. That's just a buzzsaw right now. All right, Bill. Always good talking to you. Thanks a lot for the time and uh, good luck in week eight. Thank you. Adam, you too. All right. Again, that is Bill Enright. You can find him over at bullmarketfantasy and ffchamps.com. When we return, we'll wrap it up. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here for a few more minutes. You can check me out, fulltimefantasy.com. Any questions you have, trades, waiver wire pickups, save the line of questions for Friday if you want the best answer. Because a lot of questions that we answer today are subject to change due to injury news and other things that could happen. So we'll answer them. But again, best answer later in the week. Check it out, fulltimefantasy.com. Also check out si.com slash fantasy. My week eight stock watch article is up as well as my waiver wire article if you are working the waiver wire tonight. Uh, Mike Triplett, who covers the Saints, uh, said when Drew Brees was asked if he's playing this week, he said that's the plan, but he still needs to make sure he feels like himself all week. And he said if he tells Sean Payton he's ready, he thinks Payton will believe him. Breeze through Wednesday and felt good so far. So it's basically what I said before. They're going to trust Breeze. He's been around a long time. They're going to see how he goes through practice this week, see how he feels. Again, I know everyone from the outside says, well, they have a bye in week nine. Why push it? Give him the extra week. If Breeze feels he's ready to play, that's the way players are. Teams don't think about that. Uh, if a player feels he's ready to play, especially a guy like Breeze who sat out and it's already hurt him, uh, he's going to be out there. So, uh, but it's going to be a tough call um, whether he goes this week. Because, again, I think people are looking to stream Bridgewater in this matchup. And I don't know. It's going to be – we might find out Friday. We might not find out till Sunday or late Saturday night when a lot of the reporters tweet out information. Corey Davis wasn't at practice today. They didn't say why. He doesn't really get a Veterans Day rest. So we'll see if there's anything there with him. Obviously, Corey Davis, you feel better about him. With Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, and I understand Ryan Tannehill can implode, and we don't want to completely trust him, but at least last week, he was able to get the ball to his receivers. Corey Davis had seven targets, a season high, six catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown against the Chargers. He did see a little bit of Casey Hayward this week. He's got a great matchup against Tampa Bay, so sometimes when it looks too easy, it doesn't pan out, but at least Ryan Tannehill was more aggressive than Marcus Mariota and got the ball in the hands of his receivers, specifically Corey Davis and A.J. Brown. So you're looking to start Corey Davis this week if you have him, unless you absolutely stack the receiver. And Tannehill's in a good spot to stream because they're going to have a tough time running on Tampa, which stopped everyone this year. It's going to lead to more passing opportunities for the Titans this week. That wraps it up. I'll be back Thursday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern, on this Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 